Hi friends, and welcome to the first ever podcast on the Simple Lens. Um, I wanted to start this podcast because I find myself totally bombarding my husband and closest friends and family with all these things that I have planned to talk about on here now, um, but I know that I, I totally drive... I don't drive him crazy, but I uh, definitely overwhelm him with all of my thoughts. Um, So I felt like maybe I would use a podcast as a platform to kind of just verbally journal. And um, if someone feels inspired by anything I talk about or validated or anything positive, then hallelujah. Uh, the first topic that I want to talk about is something that if you are listening and you personally know me, then you know that this is something that is extremely pressing on my mind um, most of the time, very often, and uh, that is how social media really complicates honestly everything in life, I feel, to be honest, but more specifically, I want to talk about how it complicates living a simpler lifestyle. Uh, I am someone who has been burdened by social media for years now, and it's really ironic because I use it to make a living, (laughs) Um, and I think that a lot of people find themselves there nowadays, Um, not necessarily as an influencer or something, but you know, if you have a small business or you work for a smaller or even a large business um, or anything related to that, And as well as if you're an influencer and have a career in that, then you literally have to use social media. I mean, I own my own small business selling art and knickknacks, and I also run a YouTube channel, which is tiny and is not like it's a influencer job, but it's social media nonetheless. Um, And I've found that my small business just falls completely off the radar and to be quite frank fails when I'm off social media which is currently happening to me because I took a break from social media for a few months um, during our renovating and moving which for a little background on me here uh, my husband and I decided to sell our home back in January and move into my in-laws house Um, they had a basement that had been flooded by a large storm and the place was basically gutted all the way down to the studs in what is now our bedroom (laughs) and every time we were over there uh, for months I was looking at it and thinking this place is screaming to be turned into a living space and it was like weighing on my mind for a really long time and eventually I just said to Matt my husband uh, what in the world are we doing I mean, our house has doubled in value since we bought it thanks to this cuckoo housing market, and uh, we did a lot of work on it ourselves, so, you know, we saved a lot of money in renovating it, Um, so our profit was going to be quite large, and we know we don't want to be here forever, and your parents have this space that we could make an apartment. I mean, we had been offered by them multiple times to move in. And so I was like, what are we doing? I mean, we're just sitting on a pile of money, (laughs) honest, to just be honest, and a chance to downsize and live a more simpler life and also live completely rent-free so that we can put aside money to make our dreams come true. I mean, why would we not do that? We would seriously be crazy to not take that opportunity. 
Uh, and at first, Matt looked at me like I had completely lost my mind when he walked in from work to have dinner, and I said, let's sell our house. Um, but he eventually came around to the idea after a few days of leaving him alone in his thoughts. Uh, so back in January, we started building this tiny but functional kitchen and bathroom, and eventually by around May, we had a complete apartment and were ready to move. Um, and our house sold in June, and now we are just watching and um, very, very strongly praying that something will open up with some acreage that we can afford. Um, but anyways, that was a long little side road there, but all of that was going on, and my life was just consumed with it. It was it was so time-consuming, um, and it was draining to renovate a space and try and hurry just because we didn't know what would happen with the housing market, and obviously we were very dependent um, on making money off of our house, or this wasn't that great of a decision so we were trying to hurry and uh long story short I took a break from social media basically the entire time and because of that uh, my little business basically died um I went from selling paintings probably a painting a week to every two weeks sometimes when it got slow uh to selling maybe one a month to maybe not even doing that and it's all because people didn't think about my business because they didn't have it handed to them while they were scrolling mindlessly on social media and let's face it we don't look at business cards or bulletin boards or newspapers or magazines anymore so social media really is the most powerful tool to market your brand which, as a Christian and someone who wants to live a very simple and quiet life, I personally find infuriating uh, that this has basically eradicated all of our other marketing tools. And if you want to make a living with a small business or you want to uh, be somebody who is creative in any way, you have to rely on social media and I'm praying a lot right now because I have only really been back on YouTube since I've taken the uh, social media break. I pop in Instagram and Facebook every now and then, but I haven't posted much. I'm not very active. I don't even have them on my phone. Um, so I'm praying that God will lead me back into social media in a healthy way so that I can start to rebuild my business again. So we'll see where that leads. But um, a little more background info on me here, but... Really, I started to see a problem with social media around the time I was about 22 years old, which happened to be the time that I became a um, believer in Christ. And no, I do not think that believers should not have social media. I just want to preface that or that all social media use is sinful or anything of that nature. This this, this is all personal convictions of mine. Um, but I, I just personally started seeing flaws in it when I was looking at my life through the lens of a Jesus follower, which again, I'm not limiting anyone by saying that you have to follow Jesus to live a simple life or to see fall the flaws in um, social media. But I do think that it helps. And I think that more people that follow Jesus tend to um, see the sinful ways of social media, I guess. But like I said, I, I'm not saying that you have to be a Christian to feel the burden of social media or to live a simple, slow, not sinful, <laughs> simple, slow lifestyle. So um, at 22, 
I would start taking all these breaks from social media, and you know what I'm talking about where you post, like, a cringy announcement to your followers and friends that you're taking a break and you'll be back in however long. And honestly, looking back at that now, I did it so often and I hate it looking back at it. But I would, you know, be like that for three to four weeks at a time and I would take that break and feel so free for the first time in weeks of social media. And then I would start to romanticize what it was like to have social media in my head and I would get back on and then I would feel gross again after a couple weeks or months maybe if I um, hadn't been super active on it. And then I would announce another cringy break and then it was just this endless cycle that I honestly guess I am still in. I'm just not announcing my breaks anymore, I guess. But I really think that I am not alone in this feeling, and I think that most people have issues with social media that hinder their lives, and they either won't admit it to themselves because they might have an addiction to it, um, or they're just not even aware that they have the problem, honestly, which I, you know, I'm not saying every human being has a problem with social media. I just think that it is a rabbit hole that's very, very, very easy to go down and unhealthy, um, route with. Um, and honestly, I, I think the number one problem that clutters us and hinders us from living a simple life is really the comparison aspect of social media. I mean, if you look at our parents and grandparents and even me at 27 years old, I, you know, and I'm young, obviously at 27, sometimes I don't feel that, but (laughs) I remember a time where people used to be flooded so much less by influences. And now we have the term, you know, influencers, but just influences in general. I mean, the term keeping up with the Joneses, of course, is an older term. And definitely our parents and grandparents, you know, faced this keeping up with the Joneses um, pressure, but not at the rapid rate that we are faced with it today. I mean, think about it magazines and tv shows and hollywood they have definitely all caused us to compare ourselves to others for decades but it was a lot simpler to just not read a trashy magazine or to watch a little less tv and just by doing those simple steps we could filter out a lot of the pressure to compare our bodies our clothes our houses our cars and a million other aspects of our lives um, to other people and other things. And, you know, now you have Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, you name it. Um, you can get on any of these apps within 30 minutes and you have exposed your brain to dozens, possibly hundreds to thousands, um, of other people's appearances and clothing and houses and jobs and kids and money and success and lots more. And what's even worse is that we are only seeing what these people choose to share, which of course is their highlight reel. I mean, most, we're seeing more of a trend where people, you know, will let more of the negative sides of their life out just to be more real and relatable. But honestly, most people post the highlight reel of their life and the best of themselves. They're not going to, they're not going to get very raw and very real on their Instagram page or especially Pinterest. Pinterest is just full of uh, Pinterest reality. (laughs) So it's even more unrealistic than, you know, if you were to go to your friend's house or a public place, like a shopping mall or something like that. And obviously you're going to be tempted to compare yourself to the small amount of things that you would see in real life. 
um, during that time, but the, the rapid rate of how quickly we are exposed to things, um, in real life versus the hundreds you see by the hour or more on the internet. I mean, how quickly can you scroll on an hour and how many things do you expose your brains to that quickly? And I just, I just do not think our brains were built to handle the kind of overload as grown people, um, to, to try and process that much, but oh my gosh, I mean, were they really not built to handle it as a child or a teenager? I mean, I, I seriously cannot imagine trying to be a kid or a teenager right now. I mean, when I think back, Instagram came out the week that I graduated high school. So my very first post on a smartphone to Instagram was me and my friends in our cap and gowns right after graduation. So I'm telling you this because it means that I was blessed enough, in my opinion, to go through elementary, middle, and high school with only MySpace to torture my self-esteem and to get on to MySpace, or I guess kind of Facebook too, but to get on there, I I literally had to go um, log on to a dial-up computer and make sure that nobody was on the um, house phone uh, in my parents' bedroom was where the computer lived, to be able to look at these things. And I cannot imagine the constant overload that these kids feel today um, of trying to keep up with people around them and the trends. I mean, these trends come and go in literal hours um, at the the quickest, but I mean, they they come and go week to week, day to day, and I just, I, I cannot imagine, I know what it feels like as an adult, and I cannot imagine as a as a child and a teenager uh, what this does to their development and most importantly, how how it makes us live our lives. I mean, simple living is all about being thankful with what you've been given and making do with what you need and not constantly wanting. I mean, it's, it's being content and having less and that in itself being more. But when we're constantly exposing our brains to what's out there, it's just human nature to want more and more and more. I mean, and that's why businesses love social media so much because it's the perfect vulnerable place where people will spend their money to look like or have the things that they are seeing other people have while they're scrolling, right? I mean, that's common sense. If I'm scrolling and I'm looking at all these beautiful women or men or, you know, whatever it is that you're tempted to want to be like, and then I see something that's an ad that's perfectly catered to me because these phones are crazy smart and listening to us all the time, then obviously I'm going to be more vulnerable to, here, I'll spend my money on that. And doesn't that scare you? Because it really scares me. It makes me feel uh, manipulated to a degree. I mean, truthfully, I don't really even know what my clothes or my house or my hair or most of the things in my life would look like if it weren't for social media and how heavily influenced I am by it. And again, I know I'm not alone in that. And it's so terrifying to me. I mean, have you ever thought about how weird it is that we really like a trend and then when the world moves on from it so do we I mean like I loved skinny jeans in high school and yeah I mean I still I'm not knocking the whole millennials shouldn't wear skinny jeans thing because I still wear skinny jeans but I'm just saying 
I literally, like, the thought of owning a pair of flared jeans or baggy jeans or mom jeans was like, oh, that's just the ugliest thing in the world. And now, I mean, that's mostly what I wear and not because I'm older, but because they've come back into style. But I mean, who cares? Like, why is it that we follow the trends and we like decide what we like based on what the world is liking? I I think that a huge part of living a more simple life is to make decisions about what you think are beautiful and precious and um, useful regardless of what the world is saying at that moment. And so that that just completely defeats my purpose of wanting to live a simpler life and when I get down that rabbit hole of thinking about that and like I I can go deep in it of (laughs) I don't even know who I am I mean I don't even know why I'm buying the things I'm buying or why I'm into the things that I'm into like I start really thinking I mean how heavily influenced am I would I be living like would I still be me and enjoy the things I enjoy and do the things that I do if it was 1850 (laughs) and none of this existed. Um, I would like to think yes, but I'm just saying it's, if you stop and you really think about that, you start to really question, I mean, who, who am I? Uh, the, the other reason that I think it clouds living a simpler life is because it causes us to be more self-absorbed and also to lose sight of ourselves and um, parts of our life at the same time, which is kind of an oxymoron and I'll explain further, but just think about how many times you have missed out on the moment because you're too busy trying to capture it on a phone so that you can share it with other people. Um, I mean, we miss out on moments and people in front of us because we're so consumed with what it will look like when we post it and how many likes it will get and I mean how many times have you decided to go somewhere cool or do something cool in your you know that you think is cool or you think other people will think is cool and uh, get dressed up and look your best solely just to be able to post that you're doing it online and get likes and comments to build yourself up because um, I'm asking whoever is listening to this that but uh, I mean I'm talking to myself there are days where I will purposefully pick the clothes that I'm wearing or the hairstyle that I choose or whatever um, based on what I've seen on the internet and what's trending on the internet and what I think will um, have people compliment me more. I mean, the filter I choose for my selfie or the, uh, you know, pose that I do in the lighting and the caption that I choose and, like, obviously I... I don't like being that way. It's shameful to even admit being that way, but I'm saying it because I know I'm not alone in that. I know that I'm not alone in that, and um, I know that other people struggle with it, and I didn't want it to sound like I was holier than thou, and I don't do it too, but uh, I mean, the, the irony in this is that we build ourselves up by comments and likes Um, and we care so much what people think about us, but it doesn't even work. I mean, look at these girls and, and guys, but especially I think young girls that are influencers who have millions of followers who, 
I mean, completely idolize them. And they're still looking for feelings of voids. And I mean, gosh, they make one wrong move and the internet turns on them and they have nobody left. I mean, cancel culture is immediate and can happen so fast that you don't even know what you did. And it's so flaky and unfulfilling. And I know for me that I getting likes and comments and that might feel good for a second, but really it's, it's just so flaky and it is so unfulfilling, like I said, and yet we run to it all the time. We run to it so often, which leads me to another reason that I think it clouds us from living a simpler life. And that's just that it is a huge distraction. Um, and as a Christian, it's a massive distraction from God's word and a relationship with him. Um, I can tell you that I have struggled, struggled with running to social media when I'm having um, bad anxiety or I'm lonely or literally anything in life that I should be running to Jesus with. And you know what happens when I run social media instead of Jesus? I am still anxious and I am still unfulfilled and I am still lonely and I am still out of sorts and I'm probably worse off than I was to begin with when I'm in that state. Um, and it is amazing what a difference I have when I run to him instead of social media. And maybe you're not a Christian. I mean, maybe Jesus is not your solace. Uh, you could still relate to this because social media is really not much of a solace no matter what you believe. Uh, I think that Jesus is the one true solace that we have in this world. But I, you know, if you don't believe that, that is totally up to you. I will admit that there are plenty of healthy ways um, to calm yourself down and live a simpler life uh, without, without Jesus that um, are better than social media. <laughs> I mean, read a book, go for a walk or journal or spend face-to-face -face time with somebody that you really care about or take a bubble bath or drink tea or, I mean, a million things that are healthier than social media that, uh, you know, fit, fit your beliefs and your lifestyle. And I mean, right hand in hand with the problem of distraction is that you have the problem of time wasting. I mean, do you ever feel like time is moving faster than it used to? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't mean like when you were a kid and now time feels like it's flying faster than when you were a kid because obviously as we get older, time, time does go faster. But I'm talking about our lives, like collectively as humans, time feels like it's going faster and our lives are just so much more rushed and fast paced and you know much more than the decades before us and I think we can credit a lot of that to social media for multiple reasons but uh, one being that we start scrolling and we lose all sense of time <laughs> I think TikTok is the worst for me for that I'm not kidding I can sit down and start watching TikToks and look up and it has been two hours and I felt like I literally just opened it and two hours have flown by and I've scrolled and I've laughed and I've looked at people I wish I looked like and blah 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 but um time just flies by and Honestly, what's sickening about that is that there are very few activities in my life, which this sounds depressing, I, I'm not, but bear with me. There are very few activities in my life that I can blink and two or three hours have gone by and I barely noticed. I mean, 
reading doesn't feel like that to me. I don't open a book and, whoa, two hours have flown by. I mean, it's a slow activity. (laughs) Cross-stitching or gardening or going for a walk or drawing or even watching a two-hour movie doesn't feel the way that it feels when I'm flying through TikTok or through Instagram or Facebook. Um, But social media just feels like that. And when we spend so much of our time doing that, we're going to blink and we're old. (laughs) And then what? I mean, what in the world did any of that time that we spent on that social media account matter? I mean, I, it's a waste of time. And I'm talking about social media use to the degree that hours fly by like that that's a waste of time um it leads to our brains just uh, being accustomed to being faster paced I mean less capable of processing information for more than like 60 seconds I mean we literally have the attention spans of squirrels nowadays like I I so I used to be a teacher And I have a friend that's still in the teaching world, and he told me that the only way that he can get his high school classroom um, full of students to really, really actually engage and listen to him is is that he records himself (laughs) and plays it in the classroom. And says the exact same thing he would have said in front of them, but he turns it into a video. Or he will literally pull out his computer and get behind it and just basically talk through the computer to all of them on their laptops and they're all in the same room. And that's like really the only way that he can get them to engage and listen. And the lessons have to be extremely fast paced and they can't focus for more than a minute or two on anything. And I think it just goes to show that we are causing ourselves to be faster paced as a, as a being. I mean, as humans, like we're causing our lives to go so much faster and then they feel shorter. Like, I I don't know about you, but I'm exhausted talking about that. And I do not want my life to be like that. I don't want my future children's lives to be like that. I don't want that for people that I care about. I mean, if, if you just stop and take a deep breath and you think about that, like, those are huge repercussions of social media that I don't think that we even know the half of. Um, and, and I would bet that if you are listening to this and you clicked on this, then you probably want a more simple and slow life. And so you don't want this either. Um, the internet moves at light speed and it, it doesn't make sense to let something that moves so quickly to be a part of our lives if our, our goals in life are wanting to live a slower and a simpler life. Now, I know that not everybody wants to um, garden like a grandma like me. <laughs> I know that um, my life moves, you know, slower than the average person, especially my age. But if, like I said, if you're listening to this and that's your goal, then I seriously suggest that you, you know, take a look at how social media is is truly affecting your whole life because I think that a lot of people don't even stop and think about it they just have these like fears and anxiety and um like comparison problems and things that steal their joy and their their simplicity in their life and they don't even know what it's coming from and I suggest that if you're having those problems maybe it's maybe a lot of it can be attributed to social media 
But with all that heavy stuff being said, um, I I don't want to leave you feeling uh, depressed and ready to throw your phone in the garbage because um, I've stressed you out so much about it. Um, because I know that feeling and that's not my intention. My intention is not to make you feel like uh, social media is evil and that you should never get on it again, especially if you are a Christian listening to this. I don't want you to think that um, I think that social media is just um, one big ball of sin and that you you can't use it in a healthy way because um, while I'm still learning how to do that, I I do think that there is a way to do that and I also think that... Um, being an extremist is is not a healthy way to be and I am one um so you know when I get to talking about this and feeling like this about social media I I get to where I'm like I'm ready to write it off altogether and I'm ready to throw my phone in the river and go back to dial up and um really truthfully I think there's healthy ways and that that's just that's just really extreme and it's not realistic like I said I mean my small business will die if I do that and um I as a creative person who you know for one I'm recording my first podcast and this is a great creative outlet for me um YouTube is a great creative outlet for me Instagram where I sell my artwork like that's been my dream since I was a little kid um so none of that can happen if I don't have social media and I want to look at it in the way that I am blessed to have creative outlets. I just um, want myself and anybody who might be listening to this and who I care about um, to be aware of the dangers of social media. Um, I mean, it's risky to let social media rule your life and I think the first step to preventing that is to have a healthier relationship with it. I think that tons of people don't even think that far into social media when they're on it. And I also think that uh, who you follow and friend on social media has a huge part to play in how you feel uh, when and after you're using it. Like, I try to stay away with uh, political stuff and social issues uh, and all just the, the controversial hoopla that is going on in our world. Um, I, I, I don't like to be forced to take a stance on things on social media because talking to someone through a computer is so deceiving and I think that it has played a huge part in the divide between our political parties and the divide between people in general. I mean, we have lost the art of communication and we get keyboard courage and I I just can't stand it. I see people tearing each other down so bad that I I really try to mute things like that and not in a way that I'm saying I only mute like my personal beliefs. Um I only mute the things that are opposite of those. No, like I I just don't want to be a part of it. Like if social media is a creative outlet for me and it's for my business, then I don't care to see posts about um, coronavirus stats and vaccination things and people's opinions on both sides about how I should be living my life <laughs> um, and all the political stuff, which granted um, a lot of that has died out. Uh, 2020 was just the the worst year for that on social media, but um what I'm getting at is there's so many things like that that I know cause me anxiety, which some people might 
just love that. And if you love that and you find it healthy, then more power to you. But I don't find that healthy in any way for myself. And so I I try to stay away from all that and I follow accounts that are peace-giving and lighthearted for me, which is very important to my mental health. And so if that is something that would help your mental health and would, you know, be peace-giving to you, it doesn't have to look like what mine is. I just am saying be mindful of who you follow if you struggle with feeling anxious after you lock your phone and you're like, wow, everything I just looked at completely wrecked me. Like, (laughs) I have felt that so much lately. And so I'm like, I don't want to feel that way. And so if muting people for your health is beneficial, do it. Um, and I also think that a really, really, really good way to have a healthy relationship with social media is, uh, screen time limits. And, um, I think we just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. And then we look up, like I said, and two hours have gone by and we don't even realize it. Uh, And so a limit coming up and being like, hey, you've been on here for 30 minutes is like, wow, I didn't even realize that. And I am done. Like, I don't want to be on here anymore. Um, And something extremely uh, radical that I have done in my life that I think a lot of people would think is weird, but I'm going to explain it. So again, bear with me. But um, like I've said, clearly, with all the words I've said today, I am I struggle with social media. I just um, have heavy convictions on it have for years and um I finally was like well we were at, we were at church actually is what happened and one of our sermons the pastor was talking about uh making like a radical change in your life for things that cause you to stumble and like I said earlier if you're not a Christian I think this would still pertain to you like it's still useful information that I made a radical change in that I knew social media was like this and I had set screen time limits for myself before and I would just put my passcode in and ignore them and I knew I had a problem with that um and so I eventually just said to my husband like I have a problem with I I will delete the app and I'll just go to Safari to go to it or I will delete uh you know or I won't delete I'll I'll put a screen time over it and so that it pops up and it's like you can't use it anymore and it's like yeah but I have a passcode to it so I just put it in there and use it anyway and then Um, because I use social media to fill, um, a void in my life and to, uh, try to reconcile anxiety and issues that I have. And it just, it's, it does not work. That's an unhealthy thing to do. But the reason that, um, I do it so often, I think is because I use it to try and fill a void. And so I was like, can you put a passcode on my phone just for social media usage? Like, not that I, you know, have to ask my husband's permission to text people (laughs) or anything like that and not that he suggested that hey babe I should put a passcode on your phone I mean he absolutely did not suggest that but I suggested it to him and so he was like if you're sure that's what you want yeah and so it was the most freeing thing like I have ever done. (laughs) I, I don't know the passcode and so if I have spent an hour um, on TikTok, then, and it pops up, and it's like, you've had enough time today. I can't put the password in. Like, the only way for me to get more time on TikTok is to put the password in, and if it's something for my job or something like that, I have an iPad. 
and I really just only log into that for work things. And so it's just like what I'm getting at is it was very freeing to have someone come in and put a passcode, uh, someone that I trust that I just was like, help me with this because it's a problem in my life. And it was like a bonding thing for he and I, for me to be vulnerable enough to, to tell him that I'm struggling with it and for him to put a passcode on there and just uh, free me of the temptation to just put my passcode in and just keep going. So that might seem crazy to some people, but like I said, I've struggled with this for years. Um, and so I don't, I don't suggest that you do something extreme, like I was saying before, but I, that was an extreme move for me in a way that actually worked. And I, I just wanted to share it because maybe somebody could benefit from that. Maybe you struggle with, uh, you feel convicted and you hate how much you're on your phone and you've tried to use the screen time thing and you just type your password in and you're like, oh, 15 more minutes. And then it just turns into that over and over and over again. And I know it did for me. So I wanted to share that. Um, and I mean, truthfully, I just think talking about it also is very, very helpful and is a way to make social media healthy for everybody. I mean, I think it's like we all, (laughs) I can be wrong about this, but I feel like we all know that social media is, is anxiety inducing and, uh, sucks the peace out of us and, Um, wastes a lot of our time and it becomes an idol in our life. I think we like all know that social media has a potential to do that and that it does for a lot of us, but we don't really talk about it with each other. Like we just get on there and do it anyway, even though it feels bad or whatever. And so my whole, my whole point with this whole talk is that I want to live a more simple life. I don't want to be tied down to my phone. I don't want it to be my third arm. I don't uh, I don't want to be tied down by anything if I want to live a simple and a slow life. I, I just want to, uh, I want my activities to be slower than what social media uh, gives me is, is the ultimate uh, point that I'm trying to make here. And so Um, I think that I personally, I think God is the only one who can truly give us the peace to live a simple, slow and quiet life. Um, I think he's the answer to all questions and all problems. And if you're struggling with comparison or not knowing who you really are, um, or you're just trying to slow down your extremely high paced life, I, I strongly from a place of love urge you to try and run to him and his word. Um, he is a shelter from these crazy storms that we face in life. And I literally have no idea how people get through their days without the hope of Jesus. I, I struggle, I have Jesus and I struggle with anxiety and, and daily life. Even with the hope of Jesus, I just have, I'm a human. And I think, I mean, I think I would be crippled and crushed by the weight of the world and the question of eternity if I didn't have Jesus. Um, I, I don't know how I would cope with possibly thinking there's nothingness and all these scary things that there are in life without the answer that Jesus loves me and he died for me and I get to go to heaven because I believe that. And no matter how many times I mess up or, um, what kind of life, you know, I lived before him, 
he literally doesn't care. He loves me anyway, and I'm going to continue to mess up as a human, and the whole point of him dying on the cross was to cover that up. And so that's my answer to every fear that I have and every concern. It's always that it's going to be okay because God's got it. And so I don't know what in the world I would do if I did not have that. I know what I'd do. It was how life was before I became a believer, uh, before I was 22 years old. And it was really terrible and really anxious. And, um, yeah, I, there's my testimony, I guess. Wasn't expecting to go into that, but, um, that's, all I'm saying is, is that if you haven't given Jesus a shot and you're dealing with these things and you happen to be listening to this because you want to live a simpler life, um, I, I suggest giving him a shot. And if, uh, you already have and, or, or you don't want to, and, um, I've pushed it down your throat enough already, then, um, that's okay too. But I just wanted to share my personal, um, freedom through Jesus with you. So friends, I think I have, uh, had a very nice rant session here for my first ever podcast and I hope that you found some things in common with me and uh, that you are ready to have conversations with uh, people in your life about uh, how to have a healthier relationship with social media and how it, it clouds living a simple and a slow life um, and that you're ready to dive into a healthier relationship with social media because I know that I am. I Like I said, I've been praying for a long time for God to help me uh, dip my toes back into the water of Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and all those things where I um, post my artwork and try and make money um, for my family with it. So I just want to do it in a healthy way. But I am praying for every single person who happens to click on this and listen to it. And I cannot wait to have uh, more chats with you. So bye for today, friends.